You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Nothing you lose. Good day, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now it's time. Welcome to the heat vent. I'm your host, the pretty boy redneck Levi Blue. Coming to you live from my front porch. This is a Get Off My Lawn podcast, so if you don't like what I got to say, you can get the hell off my lawn. This is not the show where you go to to find out the meaning of life. Hell, this isn't even a show where I can give you an example of what to swipe left or right on. No, this is the show where I sit on my front porch, bitch, whine, moan, and complain as I watch the world go by. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the show where I give two shits what people think about me. I just put it all out there because, as we know, common sense isn't so common. I got to put it out there. I'm actually a little bit fired up. Uh, I did this show. I recorded this show yesterday. And when I went to Spotify, or whatever it's called now, uh, it really screwed up the volume on my podcast. So I got to start this all over. So for this, full disclosure, I am really hoping this is as good as what I felt yesterday's was. Because as Jason Klaus would say, I caught lightning in a bottle yesterday. Because I mean, I was livid. But we're going to try it again today. Hopefully it isn't like, you know, watching a show in syndication. Repeats kind of suck. So uh, while this is going to be new for you, it's going to be kind of old hat for me. So this week's episode, it's a lively one. And I call this one, it's not personal. It's just business. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I try not to talk about wrestling, the wrestling world on this podcast. But sometimes there are things that happen in the wrestling world that are a direct reflection of what can happen to us in our personal everyday lives. Yesterday, I was reading about a gentleman who is a, he rents out wrestling rings to various promotions around Michigan. He gets to the show, he sets up his ring, they have the show, and when he goes to get paid, he doesn't get paid. Matter of fact, the promoter tells him that he will give him $25 a week 
for his agreed-upon payment for the ring. Now, see, here's why I have a problem. This guy has come to me before, and he's asked me for my advice. And I told him, in business, there is no such thing as friends. You have to separate the business portion of your life from the friend portion of your life. Because money is literally the root of all evil. And the last thing you want to do is have money come between friends. So if you are in a business relationship with a person, in my opinion, it's within your best interest to maintain that business-like relationship instead of a friend-like relationship. Because, and here's where I'm going to catch some hell, when it comes to business, Friends generally make the worst business partners. And here is why. So let's say that your friend is a singer in a band. And the band needs a new PA system. They're booked to go on tour, but yet they don't have anything for the lead singer to use to project his vocals. So they come to you and they say, look, if you lend us $1,000, when we get off of this tour, I will give you $2,500. I will reimburse you 150% of your initial investment with us. Sounds like a good idea. If you got the money, you're going to pat your friend on the back and tell him good luck. If you don't got the money, are you still going to lend it to him? Because here's where it gets kind of tricky. Now your friend goes out on tour, uses your $1,000 to buy his PA equipment. The tour is over with. He comes back. Hey, man, um, here's $500. I don't have the other $2,000. So what I would like to do is pay you in increments of $20 a week. But you needed that $1,000, and that wasn't your original agreement. But he's your friend, so you say, yeah, he's good for it. $20 a week, that's $80 a month. You know, uh, he should have that money to me in about two and a half years. Well, first month, boom, he's right there. Give, gives you your you know $20 a week or $80 a month. Second week, you don't get the money. So you give him a call. Oh yeah, man. It was a it was a light week this week. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you back next week. Next week comes, you don't hear from your friend. Pretty soon, here comes another month. Now you have to take your friend to court. You go to court, and your friend blatantly lies. No, your honor, he only gave me five hundred dollars. It's your word versus your friend's word. I don't know which way the judge is going to lean, but if you would have done this with some business savvy you wouldn't be out five hundred dollars you wouldn't be out the other uh fifteen hundred dollars that you were promised on top of your initial investment when it comes to business you have to treat business as a business i don't care if it's your brother i don't care if it's your cousin I mean, if it's your mom and dad, that's one thing. If it's your grandma and grandpa, it's another thing. 
But if someone comes to you and they want to borrow a significant amount of money, if it were me, I would draw up a contract between the two parties as to how much money you lent this person, when are they going to pay it back to you, and in what time frame. It's much like this gentleman who rented his ring. See, here's the thing. If it was me and I was renting a ring, I would want half my money on the day that you booked my ring. Then on the day of the event, when I got to the venue, before I even set up the ring, I want the other half of my money. Now you're saying to yourself, Levi, they haven't ran a show yet. Why should he give you half the money up front? It's called business. In the wrestling world, promoters all the time are canceling shows. So let's say you go ahead and you commit to one certain guy's show, $500. You want $250 up front. The day of the show, the promoter calls you and tells you, oh, we had to cancel. Pre-sale tickets were low. You make that $250 non-refundable. Because here's the thing, you could have booked another show on that same day. But instead, you only got $250 when you could have had $500. But at least you got the $250 and you're not out everything. This is what I don't understand about the wrestling world. We say it all the time. We call it all the time, the business. But we don't treat it as a business. You see, I have a hearse. I have a 93 Cadillac hearse. Yes, Levi Blue drives around a dead body car. It's my most favorite thing in the world. Promoters contact me all the time and they want to rent. Well, no, no. They want me to bring my hearse to a show. Here's the thing. I don't know if you all have ever driven a hearse before, but you get between 10 and 13 miles to the gallon. The thing sucks gas like crazy. So now we're talking gas money. We're talking wear and tear on my vehicle. We're talking about my initial investment of the car. We're talking about the insurance. We're talking about the plates and registration. We're talking about maintaining and upkeeping the car. Not only that, I have a casket in the back of the hearse. You know darn well if a promoter knows that I have a casket in the back of that hearse, they're going to want to implement that on their shows. So if this was to happen, I would want a deposit on my hearse. I don't know what kind of price I would charge. Let's just say $400. I would want $200 up front. The day I drive down to the show, before I even let the worker into my car, I want my other $200. Because after the show, what's it matter? The promoter could be like, oh, well, the gate was light. I don't have it for you right now. You have to treat this as a business. You know, I had a friend. 
I let money get in the way of our friendship. I don't know where he's at anymore. And quite frankly, to be honest with you, I don't care. I bought him for the price of a tuxedo. Some of you may know him. Others of you may not. His name is Paul Rowe Jr. When we were with the MWO, uh, he called himself a wrestler, which is laughable. He walked me to the ring once or twice. We called him the dozer. Anyway, he wanted to get married, asked me to be his best man, but he didn't have the money for the uh, marriage license, nor did he have money to get a tuxedo. My wife and I, we were just starting out, but hell, I was able to scrape together some money to buy us tuxedos and give him the money for his marriage license. And let's just say I, I <laughs> he was supposed to pay me back the money for that. Never saw a dime. And on top of that, I never got to be the best man at his wedding because he took the money I gave him for the marriage license and whatever else I gave him money for. And they took off to Vegas. Uh, I bought him for the price of a marriage license and a tuxedo. Don't ever have to worry about it anymore. Lending friends money, small amounts of money, is one thing. When you're talking hundreds of dollars, you have to protect yourself. I don't understand why in this day and age of everyone being so damn sue happy that people do not go out and protect themselves. Sure, it may just seem like a piece of paper on the outside, but what it's really doing is not only protecting you, it's protecting them as well. Because by signing that contract, maybe you have something in there to where if something happens to the car because of the rental fee, it will be covered, right? Or the ring, it will be covered or whatever. There are steps that you can take to ensure that you get your money back. I'm sure if you were to lend a friend $500 and you had them sign a contract, they are now going to know how serious you are about the fact that you want to be paid back. My mom, I love her to death. Uh, she is one of the sweetest people in the world, can hardly say no to anybody. She lent this woman by the name of Mary money to bail her out of jail. My mom... God bless her heart, didn't have a contract between the two of them stating that Mary would pay her back. Mom threatened to take her to court over this money, but nothing ever came of it because my mom didn't have any evidence against Mary or anything to prove that she lent Mary this money. Now, I seen Mary the other day over at a Kroger store. I'm telling you right now, I wanted to light right into her, but you know, I was like, wait a minute. Number one, it's been about 15, 20 years. Number two, she doesn't recognize me anymore. And number three, while I love my mom, it was her fault for lending her that money because she knew what kind of person Mary was 
what her convictions are, what her, and I don't mind say convictions. I don't mean about her jail time, but you know what her intents were. She was always there to take, take, take from my mom. And my mom always gave, gave, gave. You have to be careful of who and what you associate yourself with. I've lent people money before and I don't see them afterwards. And my big saying is I bought that person for 20 bucks. I bought that person for 10 bucks. I'll tell you one of the biggest things that pissed me off is I went out to a, a meal. My wife and I went out to a meal with a friend by the name of Henry Gomer. And we got there and he was like, oh, I don't have any money for lunch. <clears throat> we we're like, all right, man, no problem. Threw him 20 bucks. He had to move the $100 bill out of the way to make room for his 20 that we just lent him. I was pissed. I don't, I, give me that shit back. You know, I thought the guy was my friend and instead he was trying to take me for 20 bucks. You know, I can also talk about the fact that I've lent people money because they've given me sob stories that they don't have any money to get their pain pills. And they were in so much pain, but didn't have any money for their pain pills. Well, let me dig in my wallet, gave them the money, go over to their house the next day to check in on them. And I look under living room table and I see about 15 new DVDs sitting on the table. I'm like, what are those? Where did those come from? Oh, well, I didn't use the money that you lent me to get those. I said, oh. I says, well, why did you need to borrow money from me to get your pain pills anyway? I said, you could have gotten them instead of the DVDs. They say to me, well, I used the money from selling my pain pills to get those DVDs. You want to talk about being pissed off. I don't think I've ever lent that individual money ever since. I think when she needed gas, I took her car and I filled her car up for her. And if you know me, you know exactly who the hell I'm talking about and why I have such a disdain and a distrust for this person. You are your own protection. You have to know who's wearing the mask, who's being deceptive, who is out there for what's in your wallet and not what's in your heart. You know, I talked about it, I think it was last week or the week before last, about Facebook scams. It doesn't have to be internet scams. It doesn't have to be Facebook scams. Some of these people... You may have broken bread with at your dinner table. Some of these people you might call brother or sister or cousin. You have to be your own barometer. You have to be able to measure how much trust you have in a person. You have to be able to understand whether you are able to afford to help these people out. The guy that rented a wrestling ring this past weekend or a couple weekends back after the show drops 
and he didn't have a contract. It's just stupid. Especially after you came to me looking for advice and I told you exactly what to do. Why wouldn't you go to a lawyer and pay $150 an hour or whatever it is for them to write up a simple contract? A simple renter's disclosure. Something that's going to protect you. Now, I don't know how much your ring rental was, but if it was $500 and it cost you $150 to invest in getting that rental agreement, you just saved yourself $350. And once you get a copy of that rental agreement, you can have him leave the renter and the leaser blank. So that way you can fill it out and have a copy of it whenever you go out and you rent your ring to someone else. Not everybody's your friend. You can't be friends with everybody. The wrestling business is one of the dirtiest businesses around. And my favorite thing is, is when this guy started talking about the conversation he had with the promoter, the promoter says to him, stop acting like a mark. For those that don't know carnivals, that's a carny term, mark. What it was was back in the day, let's say you went to a carnival and you pulled out your billfold and you had a wad of money in there. And you go up to a carnival game and the barker looks down and he sees how much money you got in your wallet. He gives you a pat on the back and tells you, better luck next time, sir. If you go see my friend Jimmy over around the corner there, Jimmy's game's a little bit easier and I bet you you can win the little lady a little something something. As you walk away, that carnival barker's rubbing his hands together. Because when he patted you on the back, he had chalk in his hand. And that chalk made a mark on your shoulder. And that let every other carny know in that carnival that you were a mark. That you had money. That you had something that they wanted. You are a mark. You, sir, with your ring rental, you got worked as a mark. If you would have been smart and treated this like a business, this would have never happened to you. If these people are your friends that you're renting your equipment to, if they're really your friends, they're going to understand that that rental agreement is not only protection for you, but for them as well, and they're going to respect you more for it. Because you have protected yourself. You are letting them know that I'm not dealing with any bullshit. When it comes time to pay me, you will pay me. Or the goods and services that I provide for you are not going to be there. I would have never set up that wrestling ring. I would have never let that show start unless I had that money in my hand. Just like with my hearse. Unless I have the money in my hand, I am not going to rent my hearse out to any of these wrestling shows. Like I said, I haven't figured out how much I'm going to charge. But when I do, you damn well better believe half the booking fee will be up front. And it will be treated as a deposit. Because if they cancel the show on me, and I've already taken a day off of work, maybe I'm halfway there, maybe I've filled the car up with gas... I ain't going to be screwed out of any potential profits that I have left over. Business is business. Friendship is friendship. 
Again, you have to be a human barometer. You have to be a human detective. You have to try to figure out who the ones are being deceitful to you and the ones that you can trust. I don't understand why if you didn't know somebody right from the get-go that you wouldn't have a contract with them to start with. Hey, why don't you babysit my kids for me? I don't know you, but I feel like I can trust you. You come home and your kids are murdered. I know that's an extreme you know, example. But at the same time, how are you going to trust somebody with your billfold? How are you going to trust somebody with your livelihood? How are you going to trust somebody with equipment that is the heart and soul of your business? I mean, let's face it, with a wrestling ring, you got upkeep with the ring. You got to uh, put it on a truck, put it on a trailer. Sometimes rent a truck, rent a trailer. How many times do tires blow? How many times do board brakes? How many times do spring brakes? How many times do turnbuckle uh, hooks break? <coughs> and essentially, you've paid for that out of your pocket. Instead of protecting yourself, and going about it the right way. Not all lawyers are slimy. Believe me, they all got their hand out. And they're all wanting to fill their billfold. And you'll be able to do that if all you do is protect yourself. Well, this isn't exactly the episode I recorded yesterday. I still feel it was pretty good. Still has some pretty good information in it. You know, they say, hold, hold your friends close, but your enemies closer. That should be the reason why you have to formally protect yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Heat Vent. This is a Get the Hell Off My Lawn podcast. And if you don't like what the hell I got to say, you can get off my lawn. Check out all the great shows on the PFC Entertainment Network. Visit the website at housetotheheart.net. While you're there, check out our Cafe Press store where you can get all kinds of PFC Entertainment uh, swag. Like shows from The Heat Vent, The Real Podcast, Klaus to the Heart, Turnbuckle Time Machine, and Hanging with the Hitman. Also, um... I am still looking for, if you got show ideas, topics, send them to me. I am going to have a guest on my show here in the next couple weeks. We're going to be talking about shitty drivers. So that should be a good one. So until next time, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And if you don't like what the hell I got to say, you can get the hell off my one.